0: Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. Today, I'm joined by Phoebe Torrance, the woman's Golf and Development Manager at Metropolitan Golf Club in Melbourne, Australia. Phoebe, thanks for joining me and how are you?
1: thanks Ed. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Um, Just, um, yeah, busy, busy time for golf, busy start to 2023.
0: Oh, nice. And so before we get going into today's topic, can you give us a bit of background into how you ended up at Metropolitan and how you got into the golf industry in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, I started playing golf when I was younger. So I um, had an early passion for the sport, played golf. So I started when I was around 14, 13, 14, um, played golf up until my university years when um, I decided to go to university instead of taking a playing option. Um, I don't think I was quite good enough to um, go down the playing route. And I just wanted to have um, a lot of um, open options to, to go into the business side of golf. So I was fortunate to get a space on the AGMS program at the University of Birmingham. So it's um, golf management studies. Um, so it enabled me to kind of explore the pathway and of business and golf and and that side of things. So um, once I graduated from there, which was the end of 2018, um, I'd also completed two placements. So one at the Wentworth Club and then one at Sunningdale Golf Club. Um, and then prior to that, I'd also worked in local golf clubs where I grew up as well in um, in Derbyshire. So um, I fell in love with the private golf scene um, and the level of customer service that you, you provide and that um, kind of um, prestigiousness of those those golf clubs and really the customer service side of it, actually. Just, um, just all the amazing people you get to meet along the way as well. Um, so after those placements... Um and after I graduated, my parents had actually, um, when I first started my degree, my parents had moved to Australia. So it was all my, always my intention that once I graduated I would join them. Um so at the time, um, the secretary at Sunningdale sent out my CV to all the um not reciprocal clubs, but the clubs that he had relationships with in Australia. And I was very fortunate to to get a job at Metropolitan Golf Club um before leaving the UK. Um So, yeah, then I started at Metro. I began in the the golf shop, in golf shop operations. Um, And then I worked my way through, um, did a lot of events, um, clinics and things like that from a coaching perspective. Sorry, one bit I missed as well was that whilst I was at university as part of that um, university degree, it also enabled me to do my PGA qualification. So, by by the time I graduated, I was a fully qualified PGA manager, um, which is a new category as part of the... GBNI PGA um, so yeah fully qualified PGA professional um, and also um, a first first class with honest degree in, in business management for golf so that set me up um, with really all the fundamental skills that you needed to work within a golf club um, and the wider golf businesses as well so um, after working in golf operations I slowly transitioned into kind of the administration side got exposure to um all different areas on that side events hospitality um operations um and now i'm the women's golf and development manager so um that involves working with the committees um board um having some involvement in the the club's current strategic plan with women's golf really anything anything women's golf um falls under me so yeah that's where i am today
0: A pretty broad range of experiences and duties you've got there covering yeah everything from the programs to committee to the admin side of it all and yeah i know the agms sets you up really well with and the pga of everything all of those sides to get you into it so i know this program has been a great success at metro can you talk us through a bit about what programs you have and and how they work
1: yeah of course yeah so um started off with our beginner programs which is our entry program really um golf australia much like england golf have a push for increasing women's participation um alongside the club um so we started our beginner programs and they were really well received um and we had um we maximized participation on the beginner programs so then it was a matter of developing a pathway um To make our programs as inclusive as possible obviously we're a private members golf club, um so creating a pathway into a golf club um that is a private members can be quite tricky so um we designed then an intermediate program which is called our step up program and this program seeks to bridge the gap between learning the fundamentals um, of golf so you know your basic setup for each of the shots that you need to get around the golf course And then, so it bridges the gap between learning those fundamentals and then potentially joining a golf club later down the line. Um, So we start to teach a little bit about etiquette, on course etiquette, the real basics, and then introducing a few of the golf rules, the most important and used ones. Um, And just, you know, even simple things like how to score um, a stable foot and things like that, that can be quite intimidating if you've learned how to play golf and you finally get to playing your first round, um, you know, they... women or whoever you're playing with on the first tee say okay today we're doing stable foot and you've never heard of it before and you've got to not only get around the golf course when you're new to golf but also learn how to kind of score your points and, and add them up as you go around so that's what that intermediate program um really kind of encompasses as well as the social things so for me when designing that program it was really important to um encompass holistic golf so golf isn't just about playing golf, and, and that's not the beauty of golf. Um, it's, it's one of the satisfaction things. Obviously, you want to be able to play golf well if you can, but the social benefits, the physical benefits, the mental benefits, um, I really wanted to encompass them in in that intermediate program. Um, so for example, we do a mindfulness clinic, we do a physio clinic, um, mm. and we we incorporate that with like a social brunch or breakfast as well. Um, so we really try and get, grasp everything within that clinic to give a sense of what um the golf space and and the golf community um looks like and then finally we have our signature program which is called the women's tuition program and this program is it is a coaching program so um, and the current one we've got runs for 12 months so it's a nice amount of time Um, and it's it gives you a sense of what membership at a golf club feels like obviously when joining a golf club it's quite a big commitment once you've bought your golf clubs and, you know, you got all your gear um, and then the cost of joining a golf club, which is relatively expensive, um, especially a private facility. Um, so it um, gives you a bit of a, almost like a try, a try out to see if you socially connect with, with that club. Um, it gives you a sense and feel of what social events, um, what social events, you know, twilight events and things like that, all the fun things that go on around the golf club. And also um, we have a mentor program attached to that. So a group of our women, current women members um, act as mentors. So they'll take um, the participants out on the golf course, um, educate them around things at the club and, and the way things work. Um, and, th- and that's really the signature program at, at the end. So we've got the three step from beginner to the step up program to the tuition program. And that kind of creates the, the ideal pathway um, into joining a golf club. And if not joining at the end, um, having experienced golf and everything that golf's about. um, And it it opens up opportunity to, um, if it's not the right time to join a golf club, then it might be, you know, years down the line when you've got a bit more free time. So it just gives that whole experience of golf.
0: Mm, It's a really impressive array of programs to take them all the way through. There's there's two things I wanna focus on there. So one would be, bringing in the etiquette rules, et cetera, in the intermediate stage. So how long is the beginner program?
1: So our beginner program win, works for, sorry, our beginner program runs for eight weeks. Um, and obviously mm. we do touch on small things such as raking bunkers and, you know, not grounding your club as we go through the fundamentals. Um, but we don't want to overcomplicate things at that point. Um, we just want people to get a feel for, for golf. You know, golf golf's a tricky sport, especially if you've not played much sport. Um, it involves quite a lot of hand-eye coordination. So the beginner program's eight weeks and then the step-up program is um, 12 weeks.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I see it as a massive positive. There's n- not many sports that I think that I've ever learned that I'd start off very early with all the rules and scoring systems and you just get into the sport, learn to enjoy it, learn the basics, and then eventually when it's needed, you'd learn the other parts of it, which I think is a great way around of doing it. And then yeah, the 12 month women's tuition program. That's really interesting how that then gives them that taste of the, the membership. How does that work kind of from a practical level of them being able to come and use the facility? Is it just when they're either on the actual lessons or when they're with mentors or is there any other time outside of that?
1: yeah so um, just to give you an idea a snapshot of what the tuition program looks like so it's a coaching program and rec- and in the current um years it has been a 12-month program um and they get fortnightly clinics so they're fortnightly group clinics with options for weekday and weekend because we want to make sure that um we're creating opportunities for those that still work full-time as well so it's not just for those that can attend you know your tuesday morning clinics mm. um so we do fortnightly coaching Um, And in and around that, they have accessibility to the golf course. Now, So currently, um, yeah, so they have times where they can access it on their own, um, which we um, organise so it's relatively quiet times at the club. Um, And then we have times where they can access the course with one of the mentors. So what we find happens is that the groups, we connect them, we do a welcome event, we connect the mentors and the participants, um, and then they create a WhatsApp group. And one of the participants might write, oh, I'd like love a game on Wednesday. And then one of our mentors says, oh, I'm, I'm around Wednesday. I'd love to have a game. And and that's how it works. So um, it's as much about the golf, but it's also about creating a social connection with the current members um, who then are, play a big part, actually a big role in in the success of the program.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a really good way of doing it because you've got yeah, the members involved that makes those people feel welcome, makes the members feel part of it. And then they've quite a seamless uh, route into the club. Uh, And if they do join, they've got groups to play with straight away. Uh, That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. And the women members have been really enthusiastic about, about this with the engagement.
1: Yeah, they have, we have a, we have a great women's membership and, and they're really, um, on board with the program um and really supportive of it and and they act as great mentors which which is a really important part of um the success of the pathway um not to mention as well as a private members golf club there's a process to putting in a membership application Mm. so um you know it's it creates accessibility for for women who perhaps don't have strong networks within within the club Um, It gives them an opportunity to actually create those networks, um, which which is also great. So it's keeping it really inclusive.
0: Yeah, I think it's really nice when you've got, you know, most private clubs is some kind of entrance fee in there. And then having that ability to go, as you say, like almost a trial membership in some ways for the people who maybe at their stage of life where it's quite a big commitment to become a golf club member, both financially and actually just the time you'd want to invest into it. I think that's a really, really yeah, great way of doing it. And I know it's, it's been a success to show that it works as a way of getting people in. Because you see around the world a lot of programs from whether it's clubs or especially governing bodies wanting to get more women into golf. But this does seem a really good way of getting them involved for over a long period of time where you can actually take them, as you said, holistically from that beginner point to feeling like actually, club membership is worth it because it's enjoyable engaging I know people are ready
1: yeah exactly and also it's um they get to test out whether they've got you know the time commitment to, to get value out of, of the membership and what I'm finding as well is that it's really helped with um the younger women members as well you know that that age range that's really hard to target between late 20s into kind of you know late 30s early 40s um, that middle age, age range is um, is really tricky. So um, we've seen you know a number of late twenty early thirties um, women work through that program and are now are now you know um, members of the golf club. So that that's been really good to see through the program and how um, yeah and how successful it's been there.
0: Mm, yeah, it does tend to be a tricky age range to target because they've got so many life comm- commitments. Uh, at that time that yeah they can see that enjoyment and I guess it would also help with your current members in that age category to see new people coming in they can connect with them so straight away there's kind of as that kind of snowball effect happens of that being a hub for that age range almost
1: yeah exactly and then that ties into your junior programs um you know we've got a junior girls scholarship program which we're hoping to create a similar pathway mm. we're in our second year of that now so it means that we can create a mentors for the junior girls, which then um, it's just creating all these different pathways and um, just um, widening the exposure that the girls and the women have got to golf. And um, we're doing that really well from a participation at a younger level. Um, so hopefully it won't be long before we're reaping those benefits in months, years to come.
0: Has there been anything that's, either changed a lot from kind of stage one of doing all the programs to where you are now with the iterations? Or is it more or less the same as when you first set out?
1: Well, the demand, certainly. Uh, Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. And is that that what you're
1: referring to? um, Not
0: so much more actually how you run the program and what's in the program, how that's developed
1: oh yeah definitely um so every my my aim with the programs is to each year we do them to change something um so we send out frequent feedback forms um mid-program at the end of the program to get um the feedback obviously how how the women have found the programs Um, and we take that on board and my my goal is that i actively change something or make something better and and just consistently look to improve the programs because there's always things you can do um, and you should be listening to your feedback because um, it can, you know, you can adapt the program to, to meet the current needs of those participating in it. Um, so, yeah, we're constantly changing them. I'm trying to think of a, a most recent example um, with our programs. I think a really small example but an important one with our Step Up program. The first um, time around we did a um, club experience day um so session sorry so they're at the point often when they're in the step up program they're at the point where they're actually looking at golf clubs that the interest is Mm. there they've done the beginner program once maybe twice starting to play socially with their friends at public golf courses you know three four holes maybe nine holes um so by the time they reach the step up program they are looking at golf clubs and and really you know as a woman who's gone through that process myself um the golf club world and buying a set of golf clubs is a complicated and daunting process. I, I like to compare it to me going in to get my car serviced. Um, I know mm. nothing about cars, and I really have no interest in knowing the ins and outs. Um, so really, you know, anyone could tell me anything about my car, and I'd just say yes. And I'm, if they told me I need a new engine, I, you know, you can't live without your car. It's a bit different, but it's easy when you don't know much about something. And it's incredibly daunting to to get swooped into, you know, the sales pitch at your local um, golf club shop. So mm-hmm. I did this education session because I wanted women to feel like they knew a little bit. So it's not it's not a fitting session. It's just it exposes them to all the different brands out there and, and gives them a bit of education around, you know, why do we switch up the chefs? What do the different club heads mean? Um, really basic things, but it just gives them a bit of, insight before they walk into a golf shop that's um, selling clubs ready to take on you know all this information and just feel overwhelmed. Um, so the first time around we did that but I did that towards the end of the clinic thinking that you know mm. people might not be quite ready at the start um, but the feedback was that they'd really like it at the beginning um, because they wanted the new set of clubs to try out throughout the program and get used to. Um, so we shifted that to the beginning. Um, and we made it a social event. So what we do with the step up, we we get all the clinics together. So there's four clinics that we run throughout the week, um, and you know it's it can sometimes some of the clinic groups connect really well um, and and get on and become really good friends. And others don't. It's just kind of potluck. Um, so if we connect more women together through these kind of social events, rather than you know you're not connecting with the women in your clinic, it actually gives you opportunity to connect to connect with the women in other clinics. Um, and what I found really works really well is in addition to the clinic that they attend. So let's say you attend a clinic on a Tuesday morning, you can also attend the club at another day during the week to practice. So this means that, um, you know, if Susie is on a Tuesday morning and her friends on a Thursday morning, they could both meet at the club, have a practice on a Wednesday, have a coffee afterwards. Mm. And you just really, um, increasing the opportunity for them to make connections and enjoy their overall experience
0: that's really nice so if there was a private club out there who were thinking of trying to engage more women get women into membership what would be your top three pieces of advice if they're trying to start from zero say in terms of no program what would be the first three things you'd get them to look at
1: Oh, the number one for me would be, um, making them feel welcome. Um, and I really think you can do this by just customer service. So one thing that I make sure is that I communicate everything really well. Um, even to the point where, you know, my initial communication to them, I'll break down when they arrive at the club, where they're going. Um, often when you're, you know, first walking up to a golf club, especially a private golf club, um, it can be quite daunting, even asking someone where to go. Um, depending on the people you've got in the club at the time um you know it's just a daunting process so the more information that you can give give out prior to them attending um and even in some cases the opportunity you know if you've got someone who's particularly um overwhelmed by it but would really has has a strong interest giving them the opportunity to pop in and see you um prior to the clinic starting giving them a tour of the of the club and the facilities and it might be time consuming um but you know it's 10 minutes and um, it enables you to make a connection with with the woman um, and the women, um, and then make them feel comfortable at their first their first clinic. So that is so important, um, and that's what I found. What I have found really um, has increased the demand and mm. the snowball effect. And you know, having having so that's number one. Uh, number two for me would be having a go to person. Um, so rather than it just being a golf shop team having that one person um, that they know they can email with any questions, they can give a phone call. Um, they know that who's, who to look for when they're there on the day. Um, so they'd be my two most important things, but um, yeah, definitely making them feel as welcome as possible um, is a really important, important factor, what I found personally.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because one of the other podcasts I recorded on this theme of say women in golf and getting more people included in the sport. I actually mentioned a very similar thing around say signage around the club of, and the, the, and the information beforehand of where do you go? I think a lot of us who work in golf or have been around golf for a long time. You just know, even if you go to a new place, you can, you just somehow figure out exactly where to go. And we forget that if you've never been to a golf club before, they're actually really confusing places often to go. Mm. Um, I think especially a lot of maybe older clubs, which tend to be private clubs, they maybe have bits tacked onto them as they've developed. So then it's not always the obvious flow through. Like in a hotel, it's always obvious. You walk into a lobby and there's massive signs of check-in. But I think, yeah, golf clubs don't always have that. And that's, that's a really good point, I think. I know when I've gone to do other activities you get there and you're like oh where do i go you don't want to walk in the wrong place and yeah that's, yeah i would it.
1: even say you know in the modern golf clubs so mm. i remember you know metropolitans a really modern mm. um fairly new build well very new build for a golf a golf club and it's got these glass automatic doors as as the entrance It's we call it the golfer's entrance but you know if you're new to the club you know, I, I'd probably be walking through the main entrance, but the main entrance mm. takes you directly to the reception in the clubhouse. So you've got your golf clubs or you, you might not mm. have them. And, and you, that's that's the first place you go. And they can actually be, you know, it can be a bit confusing and mm. definitely intimidating walking into a place that, that you don't know at all. But yeah, you're right. So um, signage is very important. Mm.
0: Especially where, yeah, when you're new to golf like that, often the perception of private clubs is that, they're not friendly and welcoming. No, that's not, I think, always a true reality, but it's often people's perception. So the thought of, yeah, am I allowed to walk through this door? Am I allowed to carry my golf clubs through here? That could be quite the nerve-wracking experience where, yeah, if you take that that away from it by giving them all that information up front, and as you say, that meeting beforehand as well, they yeah, they're really nice. I think good, good places for people to start. Is there any other, parts of you'd like to discuss or things you've thought about while we've been talking to add in um what about you personally as a you know there's not loads of women in the industry whether in whatever capacity that may be How have you found your journey so far from agms to where you are now and how have you found the industry's changed i think it probably has changed quite a bit in that time of um what's out there in terms of say media coverage women's golf coverage does seem to be on the up more i think in the last few years
1: yeah no i'd say you're right there it's definitely changed and there are more opportunities in that space um you know the women's ladies european tour and things like that more events and, and more opportunities from that that perspective um in regards to my career and my journey um i've been fortunate to work at some amazing golf clubs which i'm really grateful for um i think i i, fa- I have it has been tricky at times and challenging um because i am a young woman and looking to grow professionally um through golf management um yeah that that's been tricky i think we do such a great job of trying to increase participation um but I'm not sure, I think there's so much more we can do to help women working in the industry. And something that always uh, is, at, is at the forefront of my mind is that you know we've got we're increasing participation at the grassroot level. and not everyone who starts golf is going to fall in love with it and want to play professionally. Some of you know, some people are going to fall in love with it. Some girls are going to fall in love with the sport. I want to work in the sport, but not want to play, and I'm not sure. I think we can do more in that space um, to create those opportunities for women working in managerial positions. Um, but you're right; we are already doing something things in that space, such as you know um, more representation of women on boards and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I struggle in that space a little bit. Um, but I'm excited to see where it will be in years to come, just for the younger generation coming through um, that want to be a part of such an amazing sport um, and in the management side um, of golf.
0: Yeah, that's where you see that representation is so important for people to actually see that that's a job. You know, if you've got, yeah, as you said, like a junior girl going to a club and it's only men who work there. They're not going to necessarily look at that and go, Oh, that's a job i could do it's exactly that, that, creating those
1: role models in, mm, in those positions yeah
0: and not just in the coach level throughout all the different roles that there are within golf having that representation there both for people for juniors to see but for everyone to be see that that's that's yeah they're all options you know you, you've you've had some um the port, port minor golf club now has a female general manager which I don't know but yes. i assume it's probably the first one so things like that having that kind of exposure in the industry and those kind of roles being taken that that will help i think have that um yeah those pathways being yes, seen that know. oh well, actually there's these great clubs being run by, by and women. All, yeah it,
1: it's also so nice to see um like Golf Management Australia and other organizations doing things for women managers and upcoming women managers, um, you know, um, education, training and, and really helping. Um, so it's great in that space as well that um, everyone's kind of coming together and are on board and everyone's on the same page, even even worldwide, which is nice to see. Um, mm. and, I, and I guess the beauty of golf is, is the network as well mm. um, and, who, and the people you get to connect with along the way. It really is a worldwide network um and there are so many people in so many different positions with so many different stories um so that that's really nice as well
0: yeah and it's only good for golf because that diversity of thought and way of looking at things if you get more different people in a room you're always going to come up with more solutions and more ways of doing things which is only ever helpful for having you know there's a lot of challenges within the golf industry as there always has been and the more different ways we can come up with them with different people thinking of solutions then the better it's going to be
1: yeah exactly
0: well Phoebe thank you so much for your time it's been a really interesting conversation and I'm sure anyone listening to it who's wanting to get more women into their golf club will have some great takeaways and ideas of how to start approaching it
1: no worries thank- thanks for having me on Ed
0: Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast, listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest, on this show yourself, then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day. This episode is brought to you by Sweda. Swader. Swader is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Swader is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the director of golf at Golf Digest, top 100 in the world ranked course. When, after I completed their influence and communication courses, but don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot. For it, try it yourself. All you have to do is email David at Sueda.com. That's S-U-A-D-A.com and quote the modern club management podcast to claim your free enrolment onto the reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.